0: Welcome back to Always Real Talk. We're here with the Executive Director of the DC Fiscal Policy Institute, Ed Lazier. Ed, uh, once again, we were talking about gentrification and the word gentrification. And that means so much to so many people in the city. If you're in one part of the city, it can mean one thing. If you're in this part of the city, it can mean something else. Walk us through your experience and what you're seeing uh, as you guys are looking at the data, looking and talking to people, and institutions and organization, w- Walk us through what that means. In, sure. In, in so, your uh,
1: you know, obviously, gentrification is a really loaded term, and sometimes it's loaded. Yeah, super loaded term. But uh, I think we all, anyone who's in DC, really knows what we're talking about, right? I mean, it's the fact that, and it is, well, let me see it see. is an economic yeah. issue.
0: Well, let, let me let me frame it. Yeah. And I, I believe gentrification. Is about economics, mm-hmm. right? Either Absolutely. you can either you can afford to be here, or you can't, right? And the reasons why you can afford to be here, there may be underlying tones based on that, yeah, right. But if you can afford to, anyone could come in and yeah. buy a two million dollar house, right? This yeah. is where you want to be. Not everyone can do that for a number of different reasons. But yeah. walk us through what you see sure. and what you're hearing from the I mean, folks you know, out there.
1: The district has become an an increasingly popular place, more people have moved in, particularly people with college degrees and therefore higher earnings potential, and you know, there's only a certain amount of land and a certain amount of space that housing can be, and to make it sort of real for me, I, I tend to think about the Green Line, which was not open when I moved to D.C., and it opened since I've been here, and it opened at places like U Street and Columbia Heights and Petworth. And when we think about gentrification in D.C., we think about those neighborhoods because opening up a metro station made those neighborhoods popular. More people wanted to live there, and in a world where only so many people can live near a metro station, that's gonna push housing prices up, Mm -hmm. and that means certain people are gonna be able to afford to stay, and certain people are not. And that's the economics we're talking about, is where more and more neighborhoods become desirable that had once been uh, affordable, low-cost neighborhoods had become desirable to a larger number of people with money, those folks come in, Push housing prices up.
0: Well, let's, let's talk through that, right? Because as you just mentioned, you mentioned Petworth, you mentioned U Street, as areas that received Metro, and then people started to revitalize those those neighborhoods. And the city has invested an incredible amount of money too, and, and housing over there. I don't I don't know who's living over there. I don't know <laughs> if the people who were supposed to be living over there for affordability are still there. But I remember yep. put a lot of money in those areas, and and if, and I, I think that some would say, and I, you may agree that it, the, the proper planning and oversight on how we invested those dollars and how we followed those dollars to ensure that it actually was targeted over the long term to keep affordable housing there I'm not sure if that was is really well, as, as strong as yeah. we see it today, we, right? So, you've, so
1: hit the, you've hit on the key issue, so, right? So, so
0: given that, walk yeah, yeah. with me, so given that now we know that Congress Heights now we know the Anacostia Metro you know, now we know Deanwood, we know that's where all the it's development's coming. being pushed east of the river. Yep. And I think we have people that live over there that, and of course I live east of the river, that gets a sense that, hey, we could see this whole thing happen again if we don't change some of the ways we actually use taxpayers' resources and yep. lands and incentives right. to ensure that we don't see this 20 years from now, that's, and we're still, somebody else is having a show and having a conversation and talking about the, the right. same exact
1: thing. The and Deanwood used to be affordable, right? Yeah, absolutely, I mean, that is the whole goal, is can we as a city get ahead of the curve? We know the development's coming, we know that's gonna be pushing housing prices up. Can we step in to help people buy their homes, to help people buy their apartment buildings, to have the city buy land that it can then use for permanently affordable housing, so that as the neighborhood changes, there may be new folks coming in, there may be new money coming in, but there's also those long-term residents who have a base of affordable housing that they can call their own, and they can call that community their own, and they know they have security to stay there for a long time. If we had done a better job at U Street and Columbia Heights and Petworth of anticipating what was coming, we'd have a more mixed income, a more diverse community now.
0: But you, you know, when you mentioned anticipating, we all anticipated when uh, Columbia Heights was built in Target, and we were gonna build condos around there. And we, we anticipated because there were tax incentives, as you mm-hmm. well know, you yeah. pay close attention to those yeah, that, that, that were needed, right? And there were those tax incentives, which I support because it was going to change and, and develop the area that was underdeveloped, right? So in, anyone living there wants to have the amenities of, of, of shopping, I live in a neighborhood and we don't have that, right? So of course I want it and my neighbors, they want it. The real question is if we're putting those incentives in place, the question is, what, 10 years ten years ago, 19 years ago, whenever, I can't yeah. forgot how long it was ago, are there still affordability in that incentive that we put out? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then is that really a sham? Like, are we just kind of saying it, and then we're closing our eyes, and five years, nobody ever looks back to find out that we meet all those affordable housing requirements? Because that's, why, that's yeah. what we give incentive for, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so when you go back there now, can you now... Have you guys went back to see if the affordability and the level of affordability is in those areas where we put tax incentives and tax credits? Has anyone ever went back and did that type of research?
1: I don't think they have, although I think even if they had, they would still see that it wasn't quite enough. But I think you're right that, I mean, we all, whether it was specific obligations that weren't met or other factors, just looking at how the neighborhoods have changed, it's something that we all own responsibility for, right? If it's not affordable anymore, if it if we did not preserve affordable housing, then we, as a city, we all own that well, responsibility we, well, for we, that. But
0: that was the idea, yeah. right? And I, I think that a bill was uh, kind of passed, that required the D.C. auditor to go back and look at those. Yeah. Have you seen that report?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, we know that we're not keeping doing a good job of keeping track. of But have they? Have you, have you seen?
0: Have they, have they produced a report? Have you seen a report? They they're supposed to rep- go to these projects in which we spent taxpayer dollars, yeah. incentives, and everyone promised the world. Yeah. And they're supposed to go back and then verify if we actually met the. Or those people still there? Yeah. Right. I think we have to be careful. And I think when people see this. And they see that no one's watching, or they see that because I know you guys follow this all the yep. time. It'd be interesting. You should go take a look at it to see if a report's been done on the areas that we've already spent money according to the law. It should be, and that we can get our hands on it to see. You know, is Susie Q still living there? Because yep. you know what happens is Susie comes out and Jane comes out and 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 John and everyone comes out and say, Hey, we're going to be living here and this is wonderful and great. Yeah. But are they there twelve months after the, the ribbon cutting? Are they yep. there? Eighteen months after, and then if they're gone, who is there? And like, who's living there? And if it's not people that meet that requirement, then what you see ten years is someone saying, "Hey, this is changing. You guys took this from me." Yeah, you
1: know, we definitely should see what the auditor's done, and I know they've done some good work. But we actually don't even have to go that far. We can just look at the city's housing trust fund, our main tool to finance building of affordable housing, and under that trust fund. The law says 40% of the housing that's built under the trust fund has to be for our lowest income families. Again, I'm talking about a law that's been set, but we also know that in four of the last five years, the percentage has been well below that. We haven't even met our own target as set in law, like we're not holding ourselves accountable. Even today, even this year, the trust fund's unlikely to meet its target to serve the folks who need the most help. So it's definitely an issue of we pass the laws, and then we don't even follow, including checking up to make sure that folks who, who got the affordable housing, were able to stay there. That's what I hear. That's yeah, what, that's what I, I hear. I uh, believe. You know,
0: it. I, I hear it here. Of course, I'm on. on we're here on a historic Eighth Street, and yeah. we hear it all the time. People are concerned that it's not about people coming to Congress Heights. It's not about people coming to no. the Deanwood. It's about if we're going to give you our land and we're going to give you all these incentives and you're going to promise that these things are going to be affordable. Absolutely. Then five years, are they still one affordable and two? Or some of the people still there, right? Because no one leaves a place in which is a brand new facility yeah. next to a metro, yeah. and all of a sudden they decide, I just, I just don't want to live here anymore. This is a bad place. Yeah. For me. Um. So it just, we'll, 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 we'll do that. But we, we're gonna take a break and we'll come back. And when we come back, we'll talk about the 2019 city budget. I know that all you right. have a lot of ideas. Uh, the the mayor is who's doing a phenomenal job. Has laid out, I guess, this citywide budget. Forms, we should be taking a budget yep. to residents, and we love to hear from from you. We know that you always have an ABCD <laughs> list, so we'll come F. back with Ed's ABCD <laughs> list. <in H2> <laughs>